That loses in overtime, 80-69, lost by 11. Here's the thing with Indiana, you've got to be able to execute. You're not going to be able to have talented people, so you've got to be able to execute, and that's the way it goes. That's, that's life in the Big Ten, that's life in college basketball, and, and that's life, period. And that's why basketball's a great game, because it mirrors life. And so Indiana comes up empty on a trip to Columbus where they were playing Ohio State. And they, Ohio State was playing their fourth game in nine nights. They had played just 48 hours ago. Indiana had not played in six days. So it looked like Ohio State lost its legs. Indiana still had its legs, and Indiana was going to be able to eke out a win. They were up four late. Ohio State came back. They got the tie. This is an instant Indiana postgame with Kent Sterling. It's February 21st, and Indiana's got to be playing better than this. Look, they've lost five games in a row, and I don't want to crap all over Xavier Johnson. But you can't have a guy like Xavier Johnson as your point guard, as your primary guy, or you're going to lose a lot of games. And that's just the way it goes. Xavier Johnson, over the last five games, is 14 of 51 from the field. That ain't good. And he's turned the ball over 19 times, including six times tonight. He plays hard, but he plays dumb. You, it, the problems that Indiana has are very, very similar to the problems that the Colts have. Colts need a quarterback. The Colts need to find a guy who can lead them to a win. Put them in the right position to score points late and get a win. Carson Wentz 2-5 and five in one-score games last season. Xavier Johnson, same kind of guy. Xavier Johnson, in the first nine and a half minutes of this game, turned the ball over five times. You can't have that, but it wasn't all Xavier Johnson. Look, Race Thompson has got to know you cannot make a vertical entry pass to the post, period, ever. Basketball's all about angles. Vertical entries to the post will always get poked away. Always. Tamar Bates, what's he doing following a three-point shooter? Hell, I don't know. What Race Thompson closing out on a shooter late, shooter pumps, Race runs into the 12th row, he's running up the stairs, he's going to the concession stand. You got guys not closing out, guys closing out too aggressively, guys filing shooters. You got like fundamental breakdowns for this team. In a way, like if you're Kentucky and if you're Duke and if you've got a bunch of five-star guys, you can stay in games and you can win games not executing really, really well. That's not the way it works for Indiana. Indiana's got to execute really, really well in order to be able to compete. It didn't, so they lost. And it's just that simple. You got guys who just don't know how to play the game, and I, I think... You know what, this is true for everybody, but Indiana's got to get better at teaching a game of basketball because somebody is teaching a game of basketball to guys. And, and I think when you've got a guy like Tamar Bates, who played at IMG, what they work on there is not basketball intellect. What they work on down there is skill work. They go to trainers, and they're working on crossovers, and they're working on pump this, hey... They're doing that stuff.
You've got to learn how to play the game at a fundamental level or you're not going to be able to succeed. You're going to wow people with terrific individual kind of feats, but you're not going to win games because you don't know how to play the game. You don't know how to compete at it. And that has always been Xavier Johnson's problem. It is Tamar Bates' problem. you got to have guys who know how to play. And, and so uh, Ohio State tonight, you know, when you got a guy like Malachi Branham, who's really, really good and understands a little bit about basketball, how about the back cut? I think it was Branham back cut Parker Stewart. What the hell is Parker Stewart doing? This is his fourth year of college basketball, and he gets, they put him in a blender with a back cut, and he just withered and crumpled to the ground. How's that possible? Even if Indiana had won this game, and they should have won this game, still you're like, what are they doing? Can they possibly be successful in the Big Ten tournament or the NCAA tournament if they made it? And if they win tonight, I think they do make it. But they lost tonight, so they're 7-9 in the Big Ten. They got a game against Maryland, right? You, you got a game... Uh, against Rutgers coming up at some point. You got a game, the regular season finishes at Mackey. You think they're not going to remember what happened last time? My God. So what are you doing? If, if you're the Indiana program, where are you headed? Indiana has the same problems today. Look, Indiana in 2017, with Tom, in Tom Crean's last year, looked like a specific kind of team. He gets bounced doesn't show up for the bounce meeting, right? And you think, okay, good, we're shed of this guy. They hire Archie Miller. For four years, you're stuck with, like, the same thing. You're on this hamster wheel of mediocrity that's just endless. He's gone. You pick up Mike Woodson. You hire Thad Mata. You hire Dane Fife. You got all these guys, all these big brains, and you got the same damn problems that you had when you had Crean and when you had Archie Miller. What are you doing? So, you know what? You look at this roster, and I started doing this when Indiana was down 11 in regulation, right? I'm like, my God, where are we headed? What, what are we doing? i got to maintain some level of belief in this thing. I, I've invested too heavily in outerwear, right? And I watch the games. i got to have hope. I'm not going through another four years like I did with Archie Miller. I'm just not going to do it. So it's either quit watching Indiana basketball or find a way to believe, right? So I'm trying to find a reason to believe. And I look at the roster. All these guys are juniors. They don't have a senior in eligibility on the roster. What the hell do you do with these people? And then you've got guys like Jalen hood Shafino coming in, right? You've got Caleb Banks. You've got CJ Gunn. Where the hell are they going to go if all of these guys come back? What do you do? I know we used to call, used to, used to call, you know, kicking guys to the curb, sending them to other programs. We used to call that creening, right? Because that's what happened. That's what Tom would do. Tom got tired of a guy or needed to recruit over the top. That guy had to go. Who do you cream here, right? And do you found it, find it as distasteful now as you did when Tom Crean was the coach? I don't think that you do. I think you look at these guys and you're like, please, 
for God's sake, take this down to the studs. It's like a corrupt building, a building with a bad foundation, right? With beams all askew. And instead of just raising a damn thing and rebuilding it fresh, what you do is you, you start like jury rigging things and building extra floors and different like wings to it, to this corrupt superstructure. And all it winds up doing, it, it, it just becomes worse. It becomes more wobbly and, and more unpleasant to look at. It's like an architectural experiment gone awry that nobody will take down. They just keep, well, we can fix it. And they keep putting cosmetic, you know, additions to it. And all of a sudden, you, you know, you, you've got things collapsing. And you're like, well, I guess we got to just keep building. What are we doing? Indiana can't shoot. At one point, they were 7 to 15 shooting free throws. They wound up this game uh, 19 of 27. So they were 12. They hit their last 12 foul shots. I guess that's something. That's a step in the right direction. But they missed so many early that they wound up at 70.4%. They hit 31.8% from beyond the arc. They were 6 of 19. Overall, they hit 34% of their shots. And Oh, I'm sorry. Xavier Johnson was 3 of 12 from the field tonight. So overall, over the last five games, he hit 11 of 45 shots which is less than 25%. If you got a point guard turning the ball over almost uh, four times per game and he's missing more than three quarters of his shots, you have no chance to win at all in the Big Ten. Zero. Indiana plays like, well, it's going to be okay. You know what? We're going to screw everything up for a while. And then we're going to get hot, and we're going to come out of this. You can't play basketball like that. You have to bring a consistent effort, possession after possession after possession, if you're Indiana, because none of these guys are going to the NBA. There isn't a guy on this roster who's going to play a minute in the NBA. Maybe Jordan Geronimo. But Jordan Geronimo, what's he going to do in the NBA? He's going to stand, like at the free throw line extended, looking for somebody to guard... Spinning in circles is what he does. Hey, I get, oh, hey, oh, oh, hey. That's no way to defend anyone. You got to find somebody to defend in order to defend. Once he finds him, he's pretty good. Puts a body on a guy, gets a block now and again. But he didn't find him very often, and so he sits on his ass a lot. You didn't have, we haven't even talked about what wasn't there. Christian Lander wasn't there. What are you going to do? And uh, Trey Galloway couldn't play. Rob Finnessy, of course, couldn't play. Galloway, you missed. Ohio State's good. And they got better. And once the crowd got into it, I think Ohio State got their legs back a little bit, and the whole thing went south. And that's how you lose by 11. I'll tell you who I feel bad for are the gamblers. Because this was Ohio State by six and a half. That was the line. And it looked like not only was Indiana going to cover, it looked like Indiana was going to hit the money line, which would have been nice. What happened? They go to overtime, and all of a sudden it's an 11-point win for the Buckeyes. And those people holding the tickets, well, who does that anymore? But on the smartphone, 
when they got their, you know, Indiana plus six and a half, and it turns into an 11-point loss, you want to throw yourself out of the window of, of, you know, the Hoosier building, which is all wobbly and contorted because nobody's got the stones to raise this thing, knock it to the ground, and start the hell over. Sheesh. Uh, by the way, John Howard suspended the rest of the season. Greg Gard fined $10,000. John Howard fined $40,000. He got two players for Michigan, one player for Wisconsin. Suspended. And still, they have the handshake line. What are they doing? Um, the flagrant foul on Liddell. I wrote it in the notes because I thought it was going to be important. It wasn't. It wasn't important at all. Julie just sits over there and laughs because I'm agitated, and she finds it funny when I'm agitated. So uh, Indiana's got a point guard who's good enough to get you into a game. He's good enough to get you out of the game, too. Good enough to put you in a position to win it, not good enough to win it. Sounds a lot like Carson Wentz to me. So Indiana is where Indiana is, and if they run this thing back, if they bring everybody back, <clears throat> my head's going to explode going to pop right off my neck. And that's going to be a mess. We have a, a mop. Julie is a mop and a, a garbage receptacle. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you where, uh, if this were a, a Saturday night, where would we go? What would we do about any of this? That's where we'd go. We'd go to the mini wine cellar. That's what we would do. So, we got a game Thursday night against Maryland. Indiana does at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. We hope for the best. Expect the worst because that's what we've gotten five times in a row, and that's no mistake. And then you got another game, and you got another game, and you got another game. Uh, road game against Minnesota, you can win. You could win these next three. Maryland, <laughs> listen to me. I'm so Indiana. This is so sad. They are 7-9, lost five in a row. They have a point guard that can't win. And I'm saying, hey, listen, they could beat Maryland, and then they could win at Williams against Minnesota, and then they could beat Rutgers, and all of a sudden you're 10-9 you're and nine in the Big Ten. You're guaranteed 10-10. and 10. At 10-10, 10 and 10, you can make the tournament. And if you comport yourself with some degree of competence at Mackey Arena against Purdue, you are going to the tournament. Ooh, how about that? What am I out of my damn mind? Did I not just watch this collapse? What the hell is the matter with us? Indiana fans, for God's sake. We'll watch Thursday night. It's what we do. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent bright and early. And I think into the night, the referees in Columbus are going to continue to review plays and, and stick around on the court there and try to figure out what the hell they, uh, they're doing. Video replay has become a carbuncle on the ass of college basketball.